Hey, I'm Tim C. Hey, I'm Landon Blank. You're listening to Hacking Concrete. So I came home from work yesterday, and, and my wife looks at me and says, Hey, I got this, this thing, this list, the best concrete companies in Lynchburg list. And would you believe that we weren't on it? We didn't make it. Didn't make it. Not one, two, three, or honorable mention. Nothing. No, we weren't even listed. Not even considered. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at some of their, the, the companies on there, and they're all, you know, they're all friends of ours. Um, and, and we talk to them all the time. We're really friendly with our competitors. But I, <laughs> I looked at some of their websites, and I kind of got off on a tangent looking at other local people's websites. And, and uh, I noticed a common theme. I saw it more than once. And, it, and, um, and it said, we make your concrete dreams come true. That was a common <laughs> tagline. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is, there's no offense, but I've never had a concrete dream but I've had tons of concrete nightmares. That's true. <laughs> tons. That's a lot of nightmares. I don't dream. I mean, I don't want my dreams to come true. <laughs> That's right. That's the last thing we want is my dreams to come true because they're nightmares. So their concrete, their marketing didn't work on me. No, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> and it's funny to laugh about the, uh, about this kind of marketing stuff. Um, you know, I get a kick out of it and it's, I feel a little corny doing that kind of thing. I mean, that self-promoting kind of thing it's not really our style it's tough it's not really our personalities no i don't make dreams come true <laughs> <laughs> but, but you made a great video right we made i the, do love the video yeah and then the marketing stuff because we made this we made this video for this this uh concrete contest thing that we're we're entering for the world of concrete in uh vegas and um man i felt stupid doing it <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking about the video, how cool the drone shots were in it, but we don't have a drone anymore. That, yeah. That's, well, actually, it just came back. I had it sent off, <laughs> and that company didn't even repair. They just sent me a new one. Nice. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. We'll, we'll destroy that one soon. <laughs> but marketing stuff, though, I mean, and it's, um, it's hard because we walk a fine line of trying to appeal to customers, but we, at the same time, you and I don't want to be corny. Right. Or too pushy or, 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 you know, greater than thou or whatever that may be more than what we are. Right. I mean, and I think that's maybe to a fault of ours at times. So, you know, the only, I guess the downside of that is that because we are so, we try not to be that serious about, about things. And I think that sometimes people don't take us as a result of us trying not to be serious. People don't take us seriously. Um, if, if you don't, if you don't look at our website and you don't see our social media stuff, if you're just our sales rep and you, you know the way that we talk and the way that we act, yeah, they have a tendency to not really think that we're really doing that much. Right. So yeah. we were, we were walking through, a, um, we were walking through a job the other day with one of our reps and, um, it was this job where it was a, a bunch of rooms and we kept going and it kept going. It was like a, it was like, um, it's like Indiana Jones in the, the pyramid or whatever, where it's like room after room after room. You're like, is this going to end? Right. And we kept going. And, 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 um, every time we walk into another room, he kind of lit up and he was like, y'all did this. Yeah. And or it was almost, it was almost like he was saying, how did you do this? How'd you, how'd you make this happen? Yeah. And another cat out the bag is a lot of times we're, we're, we're secretive. We're, we, we said this last time we're secretive about, materials we use about the things we use so he doesn't know that we've knocked out 
this warehouse or whatever. Right. And he comes in and is like, oh, you guys did this? Well, I didn't know that. Well, How long did it take? Yeah. But you did it in three days? Yeah. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that particular job was one that we did. We had to do it at shutdown. So it was, um, it was a good sized room and it had to be done on a holiday. So we would do it like from the 26th of December to the 31st. So we you know, had five days to grind this huge area and do this epoxy system that's three coats. So, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to do in three or four days, the area that he was looking at. And right. He right. saw multiple areas like that. And he was just he was surprised that we were capable of such things. So that's a downfall for us. I, th- I just think we got to get better with that. Yeah. We got we to get better in, in finding a line between what does it mean to self-promote and not to be cocky. Right. Whatever it looks like. So it's, um, like I said, it's a tightrope. Corny or cool? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so that brings us to our the biggest metallic epoxy job that we've done, which coincidentally is also going to be, it was the first project that we have used this type of material from that specific rep that was looking at those other jobs and was kind of surprised that we could do so much. So, yeah, right. And um, so our, our first project using their stuff was also our biggest metallic epoxy job that we had ever done. It was monster. Yeah. I think it was in the neighborhood of 10,000 square feet, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two and colors. One large area, basically, and then a long hallway mm-hmm. connecting to the large, large area. So that was good. And it was an, it was an old grocery store that had, um, it had tile, and they pulled the tile up, and it was, it was basically down to, you know, the concrete was just beat to death, where they jackhammered the tile off the floor, and it was glue on the floor, and, and we had to come in there with a system. They essentially wanted stained concrete, but we looked at it, and for a number of reasons just said that that's not going to work for you. Yeah, and people know they had cash register. They had 12, 15 cash registers, and all the conduits for all the cash registers were there and whatnot. It was just patchwork everywhere for plumbing. And that's a situation where we try to explain to the customers, hey, this might not be the best move. And then there's also the job is, is right next to the Dan River in Danville, Virginia. So it's very close to, like, the, I guess, the water table, you would say. Well, we, would, we don't know that for sure, but we assume because it's, it's within. 100 yards of the river well you could throw a fishing line out the back door yeah so we were we were concerned that brings us to another concern which we were worried about about water coming up through the concrete which is an industry-wide problem so we came up with this system that w- it would eliminate the need to overlay the whole floor because it was had chips and stuff all in it, it was really beat up we're gonna have to overlay the whole floor if we're gonna produce a good product so we came up with this system that was going to be an overlay Eliminate all the chips and hide, hit all those imperfections. And it also would eliminate the issues of moisture coming through the concrete, where if that continued to come through the concrete, it's going to lock that stuff down and keep it from messing up our coatings. So the first thing we had to do was grind the concrete. And I, and that was really more, that's always your, more of your department. So how did that go? Well, it went, you know, some of our planetary machines were on another job. So we had to take a straight drive machine put it on this one just say that yeah <clears throat> and and it, w- it went well concrete was soft but man the irregularly it was ups and downs in the concrete again that we had metal on the floor lots of different things we had to take care of um but we ended up getting through it you did all that with one machine one machine right, and right. One. pretty pretty quick pretty quick yeah but in order to be pretty quick we had to push some guys out of the way <laughs> right Right, and 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 I mean push them out of the way because we we were on we we're underneath this this time timeline. We had to get it done, 
And I get it, man. When you're working in these environments, trades, working against each other, everybody has to get the job done. But there's times when we got to say, get out the way. And the system we're using is a, it's a five-day deal, and it needs two days to cure. So we had to start on Monday with coatings. Yeah. Or it was going to – there's so much stuff going on, they couldn't take off two days in the middle of the week to let it cure. Right. So they wanted to let it cure over a weekend. So it, it was decreed to us, start Monday with coating. So we pushed. So we had to, yeah, get out of the way. And we made some people (laughs) mad. You did. We made some people mad, which I get. I understand. So there's painters in your way. So uh, who who told them to get out of the way? That's what I want to know. We were pushing them. We said, hey, you can be here, but you got to go. When we get here, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Finally, they just, they had had enough. They were mad. They need to get their job done. But we're like, sorry, we got to push you. Got to push you. So Landon told the guys that you got to be out of here. I looked at him and said, you know, it's not me, it's him. I didn't. That's right, that's right, that's right. No, look at me. I would let you stay, but Landon has to have the whole room. <laughs> but uh, so you told them they had to go. They could finish that day and tomorrow, don't come back. That's right. So there was some cursing involved. And not by you. Ups- right, not by me. So what happened the next day when you came back to work? Well, the next day, every day we try to clean up well, put our machines and our equipment in a nice little area. When we came back, our grinder. <laughs> <laughs> our grinder had a 55 gallon you know like a like a trash 55 gallon use a 55 gallon drum with the trash bag in it that's right, what right, that's right, what he puts right, dust in right and, so, the, and the guys always overfill the bag they always wait till that they always fill it as full as they can fill it right right so we'd have those sitting out there and by the way all that's about to change with the new osha standards but that's another story so we get that all down and our bags are sitting, you know, we got over our area and we come back the next morning and someone had opened up one of the 55 gallon bags, drawn bags and dumped the entire contents onto the grinder. <laughs> I mean, all over it on the computer, in the motor, everywhere. <laughs> this is the same grinder that did the Marine base job that we told you about last week. So, <laughs> so needless to say, it didn't go well with the painters, I assume. They were unhappy. They were not happy. But they didn't come back to work. That's right. They didn't. But they showed us. <laughs> but whatever it takes to make them feel better, as long as they don't come back. Get out of the way. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So this project is going to be a metallic floor. And um, basically what that is, is a metallic pigment dumped into clear epoxy. And we hand trowel it out. And it, it looks like marble. Or right. Like a, some marbly finish. It's really hot right now. Lot, lot, you see, you'll see it on Pinterest. You'll see it even... Um, I believe either now, now there's DIYs at, at Home Depot, you know, do your own metallic epoxy, which is right. pretty crazy. But anyway, that's not the same stuff we use either. That's a, right. that's a cheap version. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's how hot it is. You know, that shows you my salesmanship. I just, I just blow it off and say, that's the cheap version. It's actually a whole lot to that, but it is, it's a terrible product that that right. stuff is cheap. It yeah. really is the cheap version. Just like their uh, flake epoxy. Yeah. Their chip, vinyl chip epoxy. It's great that it gets people, it gets our foot in the door because they see that they like that kind of system and they see it not holding up. Then they call us and we take up what they did and we get to do it. We get to grind it all off, do it right. Yeah, and they have to do it at that point because the floor looks terrible because they did it and it's all peeling up. Right. Okay, so the first step is to put down this epoxy mortar and the mortar is going to lock down the water so that the water doesn't damage the epoxy. And the mortar system, it has to have water added to it. Um, Everything else is on site. We order it and we're mixing together. We have to come up with water. So where's the water? We couldn't find a water spigot. You got to have a spigot somewhere. Right. You, you would know? think this huge job would be a water spigot, but there's not. There might have been one that have those keys. We don't carry those keys. Where's but, the janitor closet? Where's yeah. something? Everything was demoed. 
Yeah, right. It was yeah. an old grocery store, and there was there was nothing left, and it was getting turned into a, a church, and everything's gone. Like there's nothing in there. Yeah, the bathroom still worked though, and so you know we were taking a quart of water at a time and dump filling up a five gallon bucket out of a, like a spigot in the bathroom because our bucket won't fit under the water spigot. So we need the water, and we're not. We can't find anywhere to put it in. Again, every, every everything's demoed. So. One of our guys comes up and says, where's the traffic cone? I said, well, why do you need a traffic cone? Is somebody coming in here? Because nobody should be in the building. We, we should put tape up, whatever. We don't need a traffic cone. That's not going to stop anything. He said, no, I need a traffic cone. He found a traffic cone. Tim goes into the bathroom. Ten minutes later, <laughs> he's got the traffic cone inverted in the sink, acting like a funnel, dumping into a five-gallon bucket. It's like draped over the edge of the bucket, yeah. It's like worked around the spigot and hanging over the edge of the sink. And they got the water running, and it's just pouring out of that cone right into a five-gallon bucket. Right into a five-gallon bucket, and you looked at it, and you said, perfect. It's brilliant. There it is. Make it happen. Water problem solved. <laughs> so we put, we put the epoxy mortar down that day, and it was, it was very smooth. And um, it, took, it didn't take very long, but it was, it was, a, it was a lot of work because it was, um, part of that system was that you and I have to throw sand in it. Um, you know, we, like I said, we had probably 10 or 15 guys doing it. And me and Landon thought the easy part would be throwing the sand. It was so, so we were standing there and we were, we had Pete bringing us sand and, and, um, you and I were, it looked like we were feeding chickens and we were throwing sand all day. <laughs> all day. I don't know why we thought that'd be easy. <laughs> all day. And we're just saying this stuff because obviously there are so many better ways to do it. Right. But we're just walking you through and, and, and keep in mind that this project was also I don't know if we want to bring that up now, but it was a great project. It was even listed in a magazine. It was, yeah, that's right. You know, it so, got a lot of atten- got us a lot of attention, and it still gets us a lot of attention. Uh, yeah, it's like you guys listen to this now, like, what are they doing? They're 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 hauling five gallon buckets on carts. They're they're throwing it out by hand. I mean, I mean, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this. Yes, you can, but we didn't. Yep. We didn't. We used a traffic cone for water. We used a traffic cone for water. We used a painter's cart to haul material a hundred yards instead of mixing it over <laughs> the end. So anyway, we, we, you know, we understand it was a mess. Epoxy is so messy and everyone, you know, our guys were like, why don't we mix? Why don't we set up a mixing station halfway across the job? But I didn't want to do that because it's so sticky around, <laughs> around the epoxy station Concrete is where hard, you mix. Epoxy sticky. Concrete is hard, epoxy sticky. And but we call it an area. We have to have a disaster area. Right. Because we know we will create a disaster. I call it a mixing station. Landon calls it a disaster area. No, it, it's a disaster area. It needs to be ramboarded. I would love for it to be plastic all on the walls because it can happen. We actually buy kiddie pools from Walmart and we mix our epoxy in buckets in these kiddie pools so that when it spills, it lands in these kiddie pools. And again, guys are hearing that and they're just hitting their head like, what are they doing? Yeah. So our rep that we're trying, <laughs> that we're trying to impress, you know, he, he walks in and we're standing in kiddie pools and <laughs> we look at him. <laughs> oh, hey, put the Chick-fil-A right there. Put the lunch right there. We're good. Yeah. I know that these guys don't look like they know what they're doing, but we got this under control. <laughs> I've got the instructions right here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyways, we got the mortar down. It went great. And it was a long day. And um, and then, then we moved on to the next day. We put primer down the next day. That was fine. Then we go the next day, which is the um, metallic epoxy day, where we have to hand trowel 10,000 square feet of, of epoxy. And for people who don't know, the epoxy is has a consistency of honey. So it's not a um, – no, I know a lot of other companies use rollers to do this, but we don't like that. Right. I feel like it leaves roller marks. And and that's it 
Yeah, it definitely does. We ha- we've had to redo floors where a company came in and do roller marks. That's right. That's right. We that happens. It's happened a few times where we go in and this is you know really pretty metallic floor. It's really shiny, but you start inspecting the the uh, the swirls of the marble that's in the concrete in the epoxy, and it looks like roller marks. It looks like it's it not getting that mar- that that uh, natural marble flow to it. Right. But I would say this: when we started doing that, when we started um, trialing that, you were a mess. Oh yeah, you were an yeah. absolute mess, and I was a mess too, because this was the first one I'd really. You had done some other ones, smaller ones. I've done a lot of small ones, but you know, doing a um, ten by ten room, that's a lot different than doing something that's twenty feet wide by a hundred yards long or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> we were trialing, we were trialing side by side, and you were a mess, and you didn't like the way I was trialing. <laughs> and you said, "Landon, why don't you go get lunch?" And I looked at you, I said, "Tim, I am not getting off this floor." <laughs> you got so mad. <laughs> I was like, "I got this. I'm not getting off this floor. We're gonna deal with this, and we're gonna get through it." I'm a little OCD about the uh, trialing. <laughs> like. The reps getting lunch. I'm not going to get lunch. <laughs> Don't you have something to do? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but metallic epoxy is tricky. And I, you and I were talking about this at lunch earlier. You want it to, to not, you don't want what, we don't want what we do to stand out. We want it to just blend into the environment. And it's I a flow. Fe- it's a, yeah, it all flows together. Right. And I feel like that for a metallic epoxy to look good, it needs, people need to look at it and wonder how, how did they put this down? Right, as opposed to adding four different colors where the whole attention goes to what you did. Oh, yeah. And it's like screaming out at you and and, and, and cool for about two weeks before it's it's had enough. We, we kind of want to make it part of the design and part of the flow. A lot of people get carried away and they put like 10 colors together. And some guys can do it and make it look good. There's a, um, there's a guy that friends with out in California that does, that does multiple color epoxy stuff. And he has good taste and, and it always looks good. But right. some he guys does. are doing like yellow and brown and blue and orange and it doesn't work it doesn't work it looks terrible and it makes you walk in the room and you and you look at the floor but i don't like that look i like for people to walk in the room and think this room is awesome right we're and accenting a design right so the key to metallic is to not know how you put it down when you see it that's the way i think it looks good and i think adding multiple colors creates a, a man-made effect to a lot of people and i think adding a roller creates a man-made effect I just like the um, I like the flow that it has when you can, if you trial it quick enough, it floats out and you don't you don't see how you put it down. The key to, the key to quick because it will float out, but you need to get on it quick. Right, that's right. So we trialed all day. I tried to trial more than you, but in the middle of trialing, a hole gets opened up. Oh, that's right. In the middle of the main room. If you've seen The Incredibles, when Mister Incredible is res- rescuing the people out of the burning building, and um. <laughs> He has to run through the wall to get to get um, to get out. He runs through the wall into the jewelry store, and there's like rubble everywhere, and there's like a huge dust cloud. And when he runs through the wall, the building falls down behind him. Right. So we're standing there, and, and a similar situation happens, where all of a sudden you hear this kind of jackhammering noise, and we thought it was going to stay outside. That well, they must be jackhammering the sidewalk. <laughs> but all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, a six foot wide hole in the wall opens up. And, ru- and rubble falls out, and it looks like Mr. Incredible busting through the wall. <laughs> Epoxy is down on the floor, and you guys that do this understand what we're saying. I mean, stuff in the air falls on on it, it creates problems, and we have a dude that just busted through the wall. We've gone to the trouble to tape up vents. We tape up doorways. We tell the, <laughs> we tell the builder, you're not allowed here. You, Painters no, are gone. Painters are gone. You may not be in the building. We need complete control <laughs> because we don't want any, any dust and particulates in the air. And all of a sudden, Mr. Incredible... Jack hammers through the wall 
into a closet that wasn't getting metallic floor. I figured out why he thought he could do that. Because of the closet. Because Troy, Troy stole his traffic cone. <laughs> why? That's funny. He's like, oh, hey, they took away the traffic cone. I could bust this wall out right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he walks in and it looks like Mr. Incredible. And, and um, Troy flipped out because Troy, the guy that works for us, Troy, he's, he's very sensitive to the, to the needs of the job. He does not like someone to mess up his work. He's very, very, very serious about that. Right. So I mean, he he flipped out. We all flipped out too, and we were very upset. There's yeah. because when dust land in epo- lands in epoxy, it it sticks to it, right? And then the tough thing about metallic epoxy is that it's seamless. There's no patching it. It doesn't look good when you patch it. No, so it's yeah. a redo if something yeah. happens. And we we weren't in a position to redo ten thousand feet. And we didn't even, we didn't go to joints or anything like that. This was a seamless. Yeah, move, and that's part of the stress too. Because um, once you start, you can't stop, right? Because if you stop, there's a joint, and then a joint, all of a sudden, a joint creates that man-made look that I was just telling you I didn't like, right? And I'm not the only one that didn't like it. Customers wouldn't like it either. But we made it through. The guy coming through the wall somehow that was contained. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do other jobs, and the guy will. Um, it almost seems like a guy looks at the job and he gets dust in it. You know, he can slam the door too hard and dust will fall off the wall into <laughs> right. it. But this one, this guy busts through the wall and it, and nothing happened. Roofers are, are up fixing something on the roof. A little dust comes off the whatever and gets on it. It ruins the whole job. It this is yeah. fine. This guy jackhammered a wall and a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it through that day and it was, um, it looked great. Not to be self-promoting. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to. Yeah, we, but we need to be better at it. It did look nice. It was awesome. It was awesome. So we finished the job. The customers are happy, and um, and the place opened on time. Painter got to finish his painting after we finished the floor, and everybody was happy. A few months later, Danville had a uh, a few months later Danville had a flood come through, <laughs> a tremendous <laughs> amount of rain, and that was one of our concerns. But is this job is right on the river? Yep. And this was not. I mean, it was not, but a month or two probably after it was right after. It was quick. It was so quick that either you sent me a news article or either you called me. Yeah. And it was something that they were putting sandbags at the location we were at, trying to stop the water. Yeah. It was a picture in the news article of the door in which we operated out of in and out all day. And they were stacking sandbags across in front of that door. <laughs> right. And I feel bad. I was I, Instead of thinking about these people, I was thinking in my mind, Tim, did we get paid? <laughs> <laughs> that bad. Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking... Um, you know, I, I trust their manufacturers. I love, and I love that they give us these things that, that are going to control water and stuff like that. But we never really know if it ever gets put to the test. Right. I, so, <laughs> so I had anxieties about it getting put to the test. Did they test it in flood stage? Were they counting on it getting submerged in three feet of water? That's right. Days after, you know, a month after it was completed. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't flood though, but it did cause anxieties. So that job, I mean, the job went really well and it, I think the uh, Coatings Pro magazine did a whole like a like a six page article on it, and it was um, we got a lot of attention from that, and it was it was really cool. All right, so we're recording the end of our uh, podcast. We um, we started our podcast last week about our biggest metallic epoxy job that we've ever done, and um, we finished it last week. And we put on Instagram we asked for questions about what were some of your biggest challenges uh, of. I guess dealing with metallic epoxy and installing metallic epoxy products. So we put that out there and got a few questions and we thought we would go live on Instagram while we're recording the uh, end of our podcast to uh, answer some of the questions.
Right. So if you're watching this live now, you might hear this again in the podcast. But to start off the questions, the biggest thing before any of that is the right prepping the concrete. Yes. So the three questions were answered, two or three questions were answered. First of all, we want to start off with just saying the prep has to be right. The prep has to be crucial for the epoxy to, to withstand and withhold so you don't have to go and do the floor again. Right. So our, our first question, I guess, before we get to that was that we had a person ask, how can they do this for their own project? So the first step is that the prep has to be right. Prep's got to be right. We, we have a lot of times the materials we use through our reps, we have to make sure that we get the correct amount of preparation that they need, whether that's sandblasting or grinding or whatever that may be. Right. And then the, um, as far as like doing the system, it's really too complicated for somebody to just start to just buy materials and just do it. You have to have some kind of guidance, I would say at least. I mean, um, when we started, we were, I was texting back and forth with a handful of people, you know, across the country that had done it before and they're kind of advising us. So it's a little bit different, um, than just like buying materials and going at it. So I guess you need to have someone advising you and ideally it should be a, a manufacturer's representative. Right. It's tough one to start off right off. What was the next question? Do you remember? That was about air bubbles, air bubbles. Okay, right. So we had one question about outgassing. And um, there's two schools of thought on that. And, and uh, one is that you use a water-based primer. And the other is that you use a high-solid epoxy primer. And we used to use water-based primers. And it seemed like that caused outgassing a lot more than, than the high-solids primer. So I guess my only tip for outgassing would be to make sure that the floor we like to use high solids primer and to make sure the floor is completely sealed up. You don't see any pinholes or any bubbles or anything so that you know, when you, when you, um, start coating, you know, that there's not going to be, it's not possible for outgassing to happen if their floor is completely sealed up and sealed well. And then the other thing is that we always put paper over windows. Sometimes sunlight coming through the windows kind of cooking the top of that epoxy. It causes, it causes bubbles because it causes the top of the epoxy to get hard before the bottom is cured and, and you know, that, that creates bubbles just from the material curing. So put paper over the windows to block the sunlight. Boom. So that's, that's two down. Yeah. And the final one would be lint. He's getting trash in, in, in the epoxy. Oh, right. Right. Well, for one, we talked about that extensively on, on the, on the show today or the other day, which is that we don't use rollers. That's number one. Just, I don't like to use rollers cause it, I think it puts lint in the floor. And then I guess the other thing would be, you know, we always tape off air vents, we tape off every door on the job that there is. We make sure that no one's coming in and out of the building. We make sure the whole building is shut up. Even a door that's like across the, that's not at your project, but in the same area as your project, we make sure they're sealed up because it creates airflow through the, through the area, blowing things through the air. So it's just really kind of go, go the extra mile to control the airflow. What about after the fact? What about you come in the next day and you've had, you've gotten trash in there? Well, Something happened overnight. It's not a tough fix, really. If it's just little bits of dust, you just take a uh, sanding screen, sand the floor before you do your urethane, and that you know usually takes care of it. Cool. I guess that's it. We're done for the for the show. It's just two more things: concrete's hard <laughs> and epoxy sticky. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Thanks for listening.